Should we try and go around? It'll take time. This whole party will be for nothing if they see us. Julie and I'll take care of this. You stay here. Quietly. There might be more of them out there. Hey, it's me. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode number 510, the Star Wars Day Special. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Max Rebo, to my figurine Dan, we've got Carl LeClaire. Oh, hit it, Max. Okay, figurine um, Jason. <laughs> so excited. It is It is May. May is Star Wars month for so many of us. So many big celebrations throughout the month of May if you're a Star Wars fan. Of course, starting with May the 4th, which is becoming more and more of an official Star Wars holiday, Jason. Uh, it and really is. As, as we put this out on Star Wars Day Eve. Uh, hopefully, so it'll get you amped up and excited to celebrate your Star Wars Day this year. But we just wanted to get on and just have some fun talking some Star Wars, uh, talking a little bit about what has been exciting each of us in the Star Wars world as of late. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what we're here to do, Jason. It's going to be a blast. Uh, I I always look forward to the month of May for you know, Star Wars, all the Star Wars goodness, uh, plus, you know, uh, the great George Lucas's birthday is also smack dab in the middle of the month. Oh, yeah. And oh, it's yeah. mine, too. I was so. going to say, <laughs> uh, I believe uh, I believe the maker shares a birthday with a particular co-host of mine. What? Uh, really? Do what? Do what? Do what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but it's, it's going to be uh, a great great month of may uh i got it all kicked off by watching return of the jedi over the weekend in the movie theater again so uh yes i'm i'm very excited for for star wars day this year and for all the star wars goodness that is going to come in the next month so so much coming so much coming down the pipe and the thing is is we haven't heard any sort of rumblings about anything dropping on May the 4th this year, but I feel like something's going to hit us that we usually get something on star Wars day. That's exciting. Whether it's big or small, doesn't matter, but I have a feeling something will, will come out this week. Yeah. We, I mean, we've obviously, we do have a season two of duh. Yeah. uh, Volume two two of visions dropping, but there's probably a good chance we'll get a trailer or some, and another trailer for Ahsoka or something else uh, coming as well. They they usually like to give us some extra goodies on May the 4th. So we'll keep an eye out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Jason, before we before we get into sort of what what's been exciting us in, in the Star Wars world, um, 
I just want to announce we we did a, another giveaway this past week on our Instagram. So my apologies to any of you who don't have an Instagram or have no interest in having an Instagram. Uh, that's pretty much where. I'm doing all of our social media outreach at this point. Uh, we're on Twitter. I don't, I don't love Twitter cause there's still such a lot of, there's just so much toxicity on Twitter, unfortunately. So my, my presence there is it's, it's pretty occasional. I'd say it best, <laughs> but I find Instagram to be a really fun community. So um, heads up, there will be more giveaways throughout the month of May to celebrate star Wars month. But our first thing was in kind of commemoration of volume two of visions coming out this week. Uh, we gave away a copy of the novel Ronin, which is of course that novel that expands upon the very first episode of star Wars visions. And we'd like to announce the winner. Uh, congratulations to Zach Duval. Uh, you have won a free copy of star Wars Ronin. Um, so we'll be in touch with you about getting that to you. Um, and like I said, we're, we're going to do a couple more little giveaways throughout the month of May. They'll always be on Instagram. So uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, be sure to do that. Uh, and you can do that at The Wampus Lair. Pretty easy. Um, yes. But uh, Jason, also with it being the month of May, uh, it's a big month this year in May. Because in May of 1983, a particular Star Wars movie came out that certainly is high up there on your ranking of Star Wars movies. Um, mm-hmm. Very beloved movie of so many Star Wars fans. Um, and as you alluded to, it was just in theater. It's been in theaters for the past week, which of course is Return of the Jedi. We're celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. And in order to do so, for the rest of the month of May, every single week in the Wampus Lair, we will be doing episodes all about Return of the Jedi. And the way we'll be doing that is... Uh, for the next three weeks, we are going to just do a deep dive conversation, breaking up Return of the Jedi into three acts. So we'll talk about each act over the next subsequent weeks. And then we will end the month of May by looking at the Return of the Jedi soundtrack, which we, of course, love doing music often in May. We do it musical mayhem, but we wanted to commemorate yes. Return of the Jedi for its 40th this year. So that's what we'll be up to this May. Yes, it'll be it'll be great. Uh, Wampus Lair is returning for a a weekly uh, experience uh, for the month of May, at least uh, at least for the month of May. We'll see how things go the rest of the summer. I know we've been bi-weekly for a little bit uh, just due to how busy both Carl and I have been. But uh, with the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi and just the fact that we're both very excited about Star Wars at this point, uh, we're, we're going to return to weekly releases for the foreseeable future, and we'll see what, how things go after... Uh, we're done with Return of the Jedi, but we'll keep you updated. Yes, lots, lots of good things coming down the pipe. Um, now, Jason, you know, we were talking last week um, after we finished doing our, our kind of our Mando season review about how we wanted to celebrate a Star Wars Day, right? Uh, we wanted to make sure we got a little episode out and we were just talking about, well, why don't we just talk about the things in Star Wars that are exciting us right now? Because as you just said, we're both so... Uh, our our blood and DNA is just so full of the force again. <laughs> it's been consuming so much of our time. And, um, you know, I, I'd love to know what, what is something right now that is feeding your love of star Wars? Oh man. Well, the big one right now, and it should come as no surprise is in fact, return of the Jedi just in general, because obviously it's everywhere for the 40th anniversary. I got to see it over the weekend in the movie theaters again, uh, probably really for the first time since 1997, 
and on the biggest screen I've ever seen it on. Uh, it's it's not an IMAX screen. It's another company. It's another uh, movie theater, but it's their version of IMAX, which is not quite as big, but still very, very big. So <laughs> it was super cool uh, getting to see it on that high quality of a screen with that high quality of a sound system. I went with Kyle Baca, a friend of the show, Kyle Avery. uh, And uh, we, we saw it and it was so much fun. I literally grinned from ear to ear the entire time. uh, And it was just spectacular to see my favorite star Wars movie on the big screen again. Uh, And, you know, because of that and the fact that we're about to have four weeks coming up of just Return <laughs> of the Jedi goodness here yeah. in the Wampa's Lair uh, and all of that. I, I've just been eating up Return of the Jedi for the last two weeks now, and it's not going away anytime soon. I've I've blown through the soundtrack a couple of times already in the past couple of days. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi is... Fl- Flowing through me, um, <laughs> as Palpatine would say. <laughs> but yes, uh, that's that's the big one right now. Um, yeah. What about you? What, what's one of the things that you're super excited about? I'll, I'll, I'm just going to piggyback off you because this was on my list as well. And, and it's all the love for Return of the Jedi. And just like you, I mean, I got to see it in theaters just this past Friday. I went with my buddy Greg, uh, who's been on the show several times. Um and uh, we met up a little bit early, got Shake Shack for dinner. It was so great. Uh, and uh, I, just, I love getting off. Hanging out with Greg is like hanging out with like a Star Wars canon doctor like that. Greg knows more about Star Wars than anybody I know. And it's always I mean, Greg is a delightful person, period. But talking Star Wars with Greg is one of my favorite things in life. Um, but uh, we just had a great time having dinner together, catching up and then. You know, like you said, I mean, it was just awesome seeing Return of the Jedi in the big screen. I'm, I've been fortunate to see Empire Strikes Back and A New Hope a few times in the last couple of years, um, be it at drive-ins or at special screenings at small theaters here in Boston. Um, and, and it's been awesome. But I, like you said, I haven't seen Return of the Jedi since 97 when it was out for the special edition. So getting to see that on the big screen was just amazing. And like you, Jason, as soon as the, you know, a long time ago came up, the smile like just formed on my face and it didn't stop until I like got home that night. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just oh, it yeah. was so fun. And, um, you know, it, I love being there with Greg because Greg Greg has no hesitation to cheer at the opening credits. And uh, I joined in with him. And so, so and because of that, so so many other folks did as well. Uh, happy to say Greg and I led the charge, um, you know, and it was just <laughs> I got to say, like, I think the thing that just really meant a lot to me was just that communal experience. I miss that. I miss seeing Star Wars in theaters. Um, You know, I mean, it's, gosh, the last Star Wars movie was four years ago, which is weird to think that that's a long time considering if you grew up in the OT era or the prequel era. Uh, But -hmm. it's been a while since we've had that communal Star Wars experience. And that was just so delightful just to be in a, a, I don't know what your theater was like, Jason. Ours was pretty full. It wasn't sold out, but it was full. Yeah, our, ours was as well. Um, and it was really, it was a really great experience because, you know, there were definitely cheers. Kyle and I were among them at the beginning, you know, uh, and then, uh, you know, plenty of applause when the credits started to roll at the end. 
and everyone was uh, laughing at all the right beats. The the Ewoks were eliciting so many chuckles. Um, <laughs> Wicket introducing, you know, coming onto the scene, his first scene. Uh, there was um, a couple people down the uh, the row from me who were just like giggling and ooing and aahing every time he did something. It was it was hilarious. So it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to just, you know, have all these people who uh, love the movie almost as much as I do, um, <laughs> all, all in the room together to enjoy it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, when we were there, there was there was somebody sitting next to me uh, who was she, she was just laughing at so many of the right beats and. Um, I mean, I, I watch Return of the Jedi a lot every year, so I, sometimes the humor just kind of goes past me because I see it probably too often. Uh, but just being next to somebody who was so delighted and laughing so much, it just caused me to chuckle a lot more than I have in a long time, which was also wonderful. Um, and uh, the other thing that just really stood out was how awesome it was to watch the space battle over Endor on that big screen. You know, I mean, I've I've watched it on my TV screen at home, which is it's a substantial size TV, but it is not a movie screen. And just, no. you know, that iconic shot of the, the TIE fighters just pouring over the, the cockpit of the Falcon at the start of the battle is so good. And it's still why I wish they would re-release these movies in 3D. Um, yes. But uh, it just it was just so cool. Like I that like that space battle is so epic and it is literally made for the big screen. And I think it's just so mm-hmm. impressive that this is a 40 year old movie that still looks damn good 40 years later. I mean, it's just so yeah. impressive. Yeah, no, that, that is a very good point. Yeah. Yes. You know, we're watching the, the remastered, you know, versions of this, but still, you know, there are definitely remastered versions of, of eighties movies that are out there right now that don't really hold up. Um, but Return of the Jedi and the rest of the Star Wars movies definitely do. Uh, the space battle, as you said, was absolutely spectacular. Just wonderful. Getting able to, to watch all the fighters fly around in the background and, you know, the capital ships doing their thing. I loved it. Uh, I, I told you that the screen was so big that the Rancor looked life-size and I almost expected to see him walk through the screen into the theater <laughs> when, when the, the, uh, the door rolled up and revealed him. Uh, that was, that was really fun. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so, so spectacular to just see it on the big screen again. And I'll get to see it on a big screen, not that, not quite movie screen size again, uh, soon because I'll be seeing return of the Jedi at the symphony in like a week and a half uh, from now. So I'm super excited about that. So one more thing to add to why Return of the Jedi <laughs> is just like the number one thing that's, you know, making all my Star Wars sense is tingle, if you will. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know you were going as well. That's awesome. I'm also seeing Return of the Jedi in concert at the, the Boston, Boston Symphony Hall at the end of the month. And it's actually the day after its 40th anniversary that I'm going to see it, um, oh, which, will nice. be, which will be pretty iconic. And like you said, I mean, those screens are big, not quite a movie theater bid, but it, uh, Return of the Jedi is one of my favorite scores in all of Star Wars. So I'm just so excited to hear that live while watching the movie. No, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. 
yeah. well. Um, and I got to say, to just piggyback off your quick, how awesome the Raincore looked like it was going to walk off the screen. I don't know why, but it just, it tickled me so much. The scene with Malakili uh, crying into his buddy's <laughs> arms with the, you know, the matte painting of the dead Raincore behind him. It just... Malakili never looks so good to me as he does on the big screen. I don't know. That was other than the space battle that for whatever reasons is the biggest standout to me of this viewing of Return of the Jedi. I was just I loved how good Malakili looked on the big screen. All just sweaty and oh, depressed. He was just so uh, sad. Yeah. His poor boy. Uh, I, to this day, I love his story and uh, the old uh, Legends uh, compilation, the, the Tales from Jabba's Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from it's back, a good I think it was in 96. But yeah, it's his story is essentially about how he finds the Rancor and he cares for it. And he was supposed to leave Jabba's palace like the day after Luke shows up to finally have freedom with his Rancor. And then Luke came and killed it. <laughs> so, right. Gosh, how dare <laughs> you he? jerk? How dare he? How? Why couldn't he have just accepted his fate and become dessert? You know, yeah, gosh, I know. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Uh, what what is so clearly Return of the Jedi probably like so many of y'all listening is is certainly feeding our our Star Wars love these days. Uh, but what else, Jason? What else right now has really been tickling your Star Wars fancy? Oh well, right now the other thing that's really tickling me is uh, Mando season three volume two soundtrack. Um, mm. I've been listening to that one quite a bit recently, and. The whole soundtrack is great. Joseph Shirley has done a fantastic job taking over for uh, Ludwig Göransson. Um, the part of the soundtrack that's really sticking with me, and when I say sticking with me, like it pops into my head unbidden at times when I'm just going through my day, is a lot of the stuff from the pirate uh, battle. You know, the um, when when they take over. Navarro, uh, particularly the tracks Siege on Navarro and Open Fire Below. Those two have been like just bouncing around in my head a lot. I, I love the the choral uh, arra- arrangement that he uh, has done for the pirates. Um, it, it might be Gorian Shard's motif. I'm not sure uh, what he would call it specifically, but the you know the the choral part. It's such a piratey sounding thing, but it's done in a Star Wars flair, and I love it. I love it so much. It's really, really good. And the those two tracks in particular are just expertly done and might be, in my opinion, Joseph Shirley's best Star Wars work yet. So... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got it. I've got it playing here in the background for us, Jason. I th- this <laughs> choir is a very interesting sounding choir. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, this music is yeah. so epic. It's so, so good. Uh, Add, adding the choir with the uh, <laughs> the accordion when they're, you know, when things are not quite as in the middle of the action uh, is just, it cracks me up too. Um, uh, because the accordion is very much a, a piratey sounding mm. uh instrument uh just in our our pop culture lexicon so having that in there with the choral uh bits the 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 choir motif and everything else was just it's fantastic and the way that the themes overlap each other with the the 
dog fighting and everything and the uh, Mandalorians on the ground and everything is expertly done. Well done, Joseph Shirley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm just going to piggyback off you again, Jason. <laughs> what? Um, uh, I'll, I'm going to broaden it out just a tiny bit. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Star Wars music lately, um, mainly because I've been reading a lot of Star Wars once again. And I, I'm going to get into that in a moment because that's that's the biggest thing feeding my love of Star Wars right now is Star Wars literature. Um, but it, it my favorite thing to do when reading Star Wars books is listen to Star Wars music. Um, yes. And because there's been so much new Star Wars music just in the last couple of years that I've been remiss to to give uh, re-listens to, um, I've been, like you just said, I mean, all of season three of the Mando score by Joseph Shirley is awesome. Um, I like both volumes very much. I've been listening to volume two a lot lately, like you said. So many of those tracks are just so, so fun. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I, and and I've also been listening to a lot of the Fallen Order soundtrack. Um, I forgot to write down who the composer was. Oh, my God. apologies. But the music for Fallen Order, and they also have released the score for Jedi Survivor, um, which I have not yet listened to. But the score for Fallen Order is so good. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of that lately. Um, and the one thing I've probably been listening to most on repeat, Jason, is actually the Tales of the Jedi score. Um Tales of the Jedi is, I think, my favorite Star Wars animation in the last several years. Uh, and the music is absolutely amazing, which and it is, of course, Kevin Kiner. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe Kevin Kiner is doing the score for Ahsoka, which will be really awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I've been listening. I, I to- did get the I did oh. get the composers for Fallen Order for you here. Uh, Stephen Barton and Gordy Hobb. Uh, combined to compose the music for Fallen Order. Awesome. I do have that on my iPod. I need to give it a re-listen. It's uh, really good. The, the Kale Kestis' theme is really awesome. Uh, I really, really love it. And the way they work it in throughout the score, I mean, it's, it's super John Williamsy in the sense of, like, they create themes that are then weaved throughout the score. Um, so, yeah, I've just, you know, one of my fondest memories is is, like, a young person falling in love with star Wars was just laying in the hammock in our front yard in the summer with my, you know, CD player Walkman headphones on listening to the star Wars soundtracks just on repeat as I was reading star Wars books. And I've just been lounging in my nice big lounger in my apartment, like playing these music, playing these soundtracks. I've also been listening to a lot of my, um, uh, it's the, it's the 1993 CD release of, the Star Wars trilogy music. Uh, it's its just really good. I've been listening to a lot of that lately as well. So just Star Wars music has been playing pretty, pretty regularly in my house. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I love it because like when I'm reading a Star Wars book, I love listening to Star Wars music as I'm doing that because it just it makes the experience feel more immersive to me. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, those are the scores that are really standing out right to, to me right now is this fallen order, the Mandalorian score and, and tales of the Jedi. Oh, duh. And wow. Hello. I listened to this on repeat at work yesterday is star Wars Visions. Star Wars visions is also an unbelievably amazing soundtrack. Um, if you've, if you like star Wars visions and you like star Wars music and you haven't yet listened to, uh, the music, I cannot recommend it enough. It is so freaking good. Um, and actually, this I, is something that passed me by for whatever reason when it first came out. Like I, and I recently discovered that they've got soundtracks for several of 
the episodes, the, uh, they're the all, Visions no, episodes. They're, they're all, all there. They're right. all there. And it's every piece of music in the show, too. Like, it's all sequential. Um, so. My uh, yeah. my favorite track, like, and not just Star Wars. This is probably my most listened to song lately. Is It's it's from the TO1B uh, episode, and it's called Mitaka's Lab. It is one of the coolest beats ever. It's by an artist named AB. I don't know who that is. But uh, this track is awesome. Here you go. Oh, so good. Anyway, uh, when you have the controls, you can you can play whatever you want. Sorry, Jason. That's very true. No, you're <laughs> but, uh, totally it's, fine. It, it, it's it's, it's just so you know, cool. It, be, it's so different from Star Wars music, which I really appreciate. Like it's it's very like I don't know. It's almost like techno ish. Uh, it's very mm-hmm. computerized. I mean, it matches perfectly with the theme of that episode, right? It's a it's a very Pinocchio story, right? It's this it's this droid boy who comes to life essentially, um, and the music perfectly encapsulates that but the entire score for visions is also incredible and again very different from star wars music in all the right ways yeah there there you know that was something i noticed when i was re-watching visions the uh, this past weekend before you know in preparation for volume two coming out uh, i rewatched the whole uh visions uh, and there's you know a couple of stories in particular really caught my eye but they all have such, you know, pay such close attention to the score as well in these uh, these episodes that it was really cool. And I was like, I need some of this music. And that's when I was like, oh, I haven't gotten that soundtrack yet. Why did I miss this? So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, right? There's been everything that's come out for Star Wars, you know, visual media in the last couple of years and even video games, right? You got Fallen Order. All of these themes have soundtracks. And you know what else has a really great soundtrack that surprised me, Jason? Uh, there's a soundtrack on Spotify. I'm sure you can get it elsewhere, too, for the uh, the, retur- the I think it's called. What is the name of the documentary they did for the Kenobi series? I think it's called the Return of the Jedi or something like that. Um, oh, a Jedi's yeah. Return. Something like, the but they have the soundtrack for the documentary as well available. And it's also really good. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to a lot of new Star Wars music, which I just absolutely love. And. That's the thing. Every time there's a new Star Wars project announced, it's like, yes, more Star Wars music coming my way. I can't wait. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, I'm going to have to uh, to you know get some, some new Star Wars music so I can blast it while I'm playing with my... And here's the next thing I yes, want to talk about. Yes, here it about. comes. <laughs> uh, that, how about that segue, Carl? Um, <laughs> I, the, the Micro Galaxy. I, I've mentioned it before recently, but I am still in love with with these ships and vehicles and stuff right now, like the micro galaxy is my collecting jam at this point. The, the latest addition to my collection, as Grievous would say, is the uh, AAT, the trade Federation uh, tank. Um, I did see the bad batch Marauder uh, just uh, like last week for the first time in the store. And if I wasn't, you know, trying to be smart with my money. I would have walked out with it right then and there um, and, and, you know, been perfectly happy. But, you know, 
I have to be a responsible adult and, and do all these things <laughs> in their proper time and place. Gosh, darn it. Um, but yes, I, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying the micro galaxy line of ships and vehicles. They're absolutely everything. I didn't, I forgot I was missing in my star Wars collection because we haven't had something like this since the, um, the action fleet back in the nineties. Uh, and I loved those, mm. those ships and those toys. So yes, I, I've been combining all of my old action fleet stuff with my, uh, you know, micro galaxy because they look like they could be from the same toy line. Uh, so they, they're fantastic and I'm thoroughly enjoying them. And that has really kind of become the focus of my collection as of, the last couple of months and it's still going strong. So yeah, I can't, can't ignore that in my, uh, you know, what's making me happy in star Wars right now. So. I love it. Yeah. They're they'll I, I I'm with you, Jason. They're such a, such a great new product and you know, black series have been consistently great for a while now. I mean, if you can find them in stores, uh, same with the vintage collection. I mean, I, these things are great looking action figures, uh, you know, faithful yes. to the three and three quarter line. Love that they're using those old vintage cards. I mean, they just look so good. Um, but like you, I like the way you put that, Jason, that the, the micro galaxy squadron is something just it's different. It, we haven't had something like this in quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. And they the detail on them is just so good. They're all sturdily built. Uh, and and the little figures they come with look great as well. Um they're just super fun, and they announced a ton of them at, at Celebration just the, the past month, and um, so many of them I want to get, but I'm like, nope, I can't. Yep. I don't have room for all of those. I don't have the budget right. for all of those, but there's so many good, good ones Carl, coming out. Carl and I are both incredibly excited about the uh, Mandalorian N1 Starfighter that they announced. Uh, that one is probably top on the list. Um, yeah. I will just need them to release an actual N1 as well so i can pair them together because i need both um, mm, that yeah one star fighter is 100 <laughs> percent. i believe is now taken to my top spot as my favorite star fighter in star wars so um it wasn't always it was always near the top but i think now in the last year or two it's it's slipped its way its sleek way up to the top of my list so <laughs> it's a pretty starfighter it's a gorgeous starfighter i mean it's it's very george lucas yellow <laughs> it's great oh yes <laughs> uh yeah i know i wish they'd make a a regular n one as well but like you said i do want to get the mandalorian one um and then the other big one that was announced at celebration that i, I know i'm going to want to get is uh shuttle tidarium i i've always loved mm-hmm. the imperial um, lambda is it lambda 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 i think lambda class Lam- yeah uh, i've called it both over the years so yeah it's a con <laughs> han lambda lambda you know <laughs> potato potato it's all the same oh <laughs> uh, but yeah th- and they're just they're such great looking ships and one thing i keep meaning to do with the ones that i already have is i really want to like i have some fish i have some fishing wire i really want to string them up for my ceiling because i think they'd look really cool but uh, my crafting abilities are abysmal. So, 
I've tried it once and it just like did not go well. So uh, I, I I need I need help. <laughs> um, but uh, if anybody's in the Boston area, knows yeah, how to I know. Do I keep that. trying to get my friend uh, Ben to come reach over because Carl, yeah, yeah, Ben Ben is a very crafty individual. So uh, I, I need him to come help me with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. The, so the last thing I want to mention is just uh, is, you know as I just insinuated a moment ago, it's it's Star Wars literature. Um, I've been just reading a lot of Star Wars again lately. Uh, it's, it's just been my favorite way to kind of get lost in the, the galaxy far, far away. Um, and the biggest thing that has really stood out is the, these Thrawn books. Uh, my friend Steph is in, in of anybody I've ever met, I've never met anybody who loves Thrawn as much as she does. Um, and you know, she, she has always appreciated Star Wars, um, and her husband is a Star Wars fan and like, you know, she always kind of enjoyed it with him alongside him. But then when she kind of met Thrawn for, through Rebels, she like f- deeply fell in love with those that character in those books. And back at Rhode Island Comic Con back in October when she met Timothy Zahn, uh, it, Timothy Zahn was just so taken with her because of her passion for, for Thrawn. It, it, it's so infectious. So I finally recommitted myself. I was like, all right, Steph. I want to try the Thrawn books again. Uh, which ones should I start with? So I started with the Ascendancy trilogy. And honestly, those are some of the best Star Wars books I've ever read, period. Uh, and what's interesting is like, I'm not a, I'm still not particularly a Thrawn fan. Like he's not my favorite character in the books. It's all the other characters around him that I really love. And Timothy Zahn is just such a fun Star Wars writer. Uh, I really feel like he captures the, the, the excitement and the fun of Star Wars. Um, so the Ascendancy trilogy is one of the best trilogies I've read in a long time. And I finished his other Thrawn trilogy. Um, all of those were also super, super good, but not, not quite as exciting to me as the Ascendancy trilogy. Uh, but it makes me super excited to see what they do with Thrawn moving forward in the Ahsoka series. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I've been posting a lot about those Thrawn books on our Instagram and folks have asked if we'll be doing an episode on it. And yes, there will be an episode in early June. Steph is going to come on and we're going to talk Thrawn with a Thrawn expert. Um, so I'm super excited to do that. Um, but, uh, yes, that book, that, that, those series of books have been fantastic. And then, uh, last May I decided, um, and I've done this for the last couple of years, all May because of star Wars month, I'll just read star Wars books. But last year I did like a curated read of the new Jedi order. Of course, that's a 19, 19 book series. Uh, I had my first funny enough, Steph's husband, my friend Tyler, who was on the show last year. Uh, he, he had read all of them and I was like, Tyler picked like the four or five most important ones. And I ended up reading seven of them and really, really liked it. Uh, so I'm just reading four of the legacy of the force books now, which is the next series that came after new Jedi order. Um, and, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's, I gotta say, it's not quite as good as new Jedi order. Um, but it is really fun. Uh, and that's another thing this summer, Tyler's going to come back on the show so we can talk legacy of the force for any of you star Wars legends, folks who, who get excited about that stuff. I'm, I love talking about these things. Um, of course it's the infamous story of Jason solo becoming Darth Mm -hmm. Kytus. Um, and there's a lot of, there's all actually, there's a lot of cool Boba Fett stuff in it. And I'm finding a lot of parallels to things they've done with season three of Mandalorian. So I'll talk more about that later this summer. Um, but those are the things that I've really been jumping into. And as I said, you know, I've been listening to the star Wars music as I'm, as I'm reading and, uh, it's been, it's been super fun. Um, and then, uh, the next thing I plan on reading is, sorry, my cat is going nuts right now. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Um, 
um, but uh, I picked up uh, the Fallen Order book, Battle Scars, which takes place between the two video games. And it's so funny, Jason. Okay. Uh, Greg was nice enough last year for my birthday to buy me Fallen Order, and I just I couldn't get into it. I'm I have a very finicky relationship with video games like i they need to be super simple or i lose interest very fast like i'm just i'm not a gamer like i never have been um right so uh super kind gesture from greg i just just couldn't get into the gameplay but i wanted to i wanted to enjoy the story so i you know watched all the cutscenes and and loved the story i love the story of cal kestis and the, and the mantis crew uh, i just re-watched the the story of fallen order uh last week and I really want to check out Battle Scars. I, and uh, Greg was telling me, he's like, it's a great book. He's like, Carl, I know one of your favorite themes in Star Wars is, is you know, chosen family. And that's really what the whole book is about. And I was like, on it. <laughs> so I think that'll be the next thing I read. And it, I think it's just really interesting. Even though I don't really have an interest in playing Jedi Survivor either. Like, I can't wait till it's been out a little bit. I want to watch all the cutscenes so I can get that story as well. But I think it's really interesting that... I have this relationship with something that's a video game, even though I don't want to play the video game. Like, I think that's also a testament to what a great story they're telling, though. Yeah, no, it is. It's a great game. Um, you know, I played through most of it and then watched uh, my friend Kyle uh, play through the rest of it. So I got the story. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's a very good story. And I, I haven't upcoming credit on my audible so i'll be getting battle scars um here later this week so i'll listen to that um i'm also listening to the high republic cataclysm right now currently um it's the latest high republic book and um i'm actually really enjoying it so uh, the you know do you mind a quick detour into high republic go ahead okay um I, i will say uh since they they went into phase two of the High Republic, um, it's been a little hit and miss for me, uh, just because you know we had to reintroduce a whole new crew of Jedi, um, and we're going back to you know the path and their machinations and reintroducing the Leveler as this this monster that can hunt Force sensitives and you know kill Jedi and everything. Um, and it got to the point where it felt like we were stretching out this this monster bit uh, too long um, without the Jedi learning anything about it. Hmm. And Cataclysm, it feels like they're actually going to start figuring out what this is. Um, I'm, I'm only halfway through, so I don't know how it's all going to end. But it feels like, you know, I finally met a Jedi who was able to get away hmm. from... A, a leveler, which we haven't really had um, at all. So, <laughs> Didn't somebody get away from it in Fallen Star? Maybe one or two, but like yeah. for the most part, everybody that runs up against the leveler is just dead, and it's all my favorite characters. Um, but, <laughs> but, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but it, it feels like they're finally going to be able to start giving us some information, and my guess is once we jump back into the main... Uh, High Republic timeline in Phase Three, they'll have to they'll run across whatever data the Jedi in Phase Two discovered. You know, because Phase Two takes place about a hundred, two hundred years before uh, yeah, Phase think, One. I think it's a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
but yeah, I'm really enjoying uh, Cataclysm so far and uh, recommend it for anybody who uh, had been or has been enjoying High Republic books. So, uh, but yes, Star Wars literature, Carl, uh, always a good choice. There's always something out there, whether it's something you've read three dozen times or something that you've never read before. Uh, there's, there's something good to find out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I've still, I've done the first two books from phase two. I did the first YA, which gosh, I can't remember path of deceit. I think it was. Um, and then I did, uh, convert, no cataclysm was cataclysm. The first one. Um, cataclysm is the current one. Okay. Then convergence. Uh, I did. First one was, yeah. Um, convergence. convergence. Yep. Um, yeah. and, th- and those were both really good. Honestly, kind of got burned out by phase one. I, I strongly disliked fallen star. No, no shade at anybody who enjoyed it. I just didn't think it was a good book. Uh, I'm, I got quickly over the fact that like, I call it the game of Thrones effect where it's like, we just have to kill people for shock value. And that's honestly what it felt like. It didn't feel warranted. It didn't feel earned. It felt cheap and lazy. So I got kind of burned out with phase one. Um, and also got a little sick of trying to remember all the damn characters. <laughs> so, uh, um, uh, not to be like overly negative. I, I mean, I loved the start of it. I mean, Light of the Jedi and Rising Storm are two of my favorite Star Wars books of all time. And then Fallen Storm just absolutely obliterated my love of High <laughs> Republic, um, which I'm sad to say because like Claudia Gray has been some of my favorite Star Wars books. But Fallen Star just, man, it was not good to me. Um, all that to say, so I haven't been as excited about High Republic ever since, so I've been kind of slow going with Phase 2, but that's also fine because yeah. there's all these other books right now that I want to read and I'm excited to read. I'll get back to it eventually. Yeah. Uh, Battle for Jedi was pretty was really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and Cataclysm, I think, is really good. I think what I'm liking about uh, Phase 2 is that they are um, they're really kind of sticking with, you know, one conflict. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I do like uh, that. It's a smaller scale. Like that's, yeah. that was another issue I was getting to be with phase one is it was just like, it felt like everything was like this, these massive galactic States during what was supposed to be, I thought the golden era of the Republic. So it just didn't really right. make any sense to me. Um, so yeah. So now granted, I've only read two of the books of phase two, but I like the smaller scale story. Well, they're still sticking with it, they, okay. and it doesn't feel contrived that things are still, you know, in flux uh, with this conflict. Um, so I, I will, I will say that. So uh, I, I'm enjoying Phase Two a lot. So whenever you're done with uh, with your current list, Carl, I recommend going back and uh, <laughs> getting caught up on Phase Two of High Republic. So I absolutely will. Um. But yeah, well, Jason, I think that is, uh, I think that's a, um, a good place to, to bring this to a close. Although real quick, um, I know I'm a bit extreme here, but, uh, with star Wars day, just, you know, a day away as of this release, uh, do you have any big plans for it? I know I, I'm a little ridiculous. I took the day off of work. Um, <laughs> I don't I, it's a holiday to me. <laughs> um, but do you have any do you have any plans other than just probably being at work like a normal uh, adult? <laughs> I I will be at work. Um I don't have anything specific planned um other than I was planning to uh, at least start watching the uh 
the visions release mm. you know that that was definitely on my my list of things to do i'm not sure if i'll be able to get through all of them on thursday depends on how my day goes but um there'll definitely be star wars music playing while i'm working and um visions will be uh you know will be on the docket for whenever i've got an opportunity so yeah that's that's for sure what i'm planning uh what about you you've got some plans since you're taking the day off <laughs> yeah uh um, I mean, nothing big and fancy. Just hanging out with uh, our pal Joe Hogan and our buddy Jazz. Uh, we're just going to hang out for the day, and we're doing a. Uh, we're calling it the rise and rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker marathon. So we're going to do Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, and Return of the Jedi. I haven't done a Star Wars marathon in a long time, so I'm really excited uh, to do that with with two of my two of my closest Star Wars buddies. Um, so that's kind of the plan. And then you know, for dessert, uh, Visions Volume Two. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great day. I I, I love this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Star Wars Day is upon us. Wampa's Lair is celebrating as only we can. Apparently, uh, Carl, if people want to share any of their Star Wars Day plans or what they're really excited for in Star Wars right now, where can people do that? Yeah, like I said, we are on Instagram. That's kind of our main base right now, uh, which is uh, at the Wampas Lair. You can also find us on Twitter at Wampas Lair or email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Uh, Anything else before we close down this episode? May the 4th be with you. Thank you for making us part of your Star Wars Day experience. Absolutely. And that wraps up this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. It's been episode number 510, Star Wars Day Special. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. Yeah.